There are lots of definitions of the word Torah. Torah is the five books of Moses. Torah is the entire corpus of Jewish sacred literature. Sometimes Torah is whatever contributes to Jewish study. There's the Torah, the skill of various disciplines. And this elasticity of, dis of definition allows me to say that yesterday afternoon on Shavuot, even though I was not studying Torah, I was studying Torah. Because I spent the afternoon reading this book. It's a novel. It's called The Passenger. It was written by Ulrich Alexander Boschwitz. In his early 20s, he published his first novel, which was very well received, and it enabled him to go study in the Sorbonne in Paris. Unfortunately, he had been born in 1915 in Germany, and though his mother was not Jewish, his father, who died before he was born, was Jewish. This book, The Passenger, that he wrote and was recently translated into English and has been receiving rave notices all across the world, is a book about a man in 1938 in Germany named Otto Silberman. And what is remarkable about the book is there's no overt violence in it. It is about how gradually the world is closing in on him. About how people who he thought were his friends and trusted end up taking his money or taking most of his business and giving him a token and how he travels all over Germany because he's unable to get across the border. And with each train that he takes, each journey that he takes, hence the name, the passenger, he grows more and more scared and more and more desperate. Believe me when I tell you, I'm not beginning to do justice to the artistry and even the genius of this novel which is on the scale of Nemirovsky. But there it is. And the reason I bring it up is not only because it is so obviously part of our history and our story, but because of what happened to him. In 1939, he went with his non-Jewish mother, and remember that his father was Jewish, but had died before he was born. He went with his non-Jewish mother to England, where, like all who fled the Nazi regime and ended up in England, he was considered an undesirable alien and was interned on the Isle of Man. The English deported him to Australia. There, he wrote his third novel, 
which he carried with him when he was finally allowed back to England in 1942 on the ship, the Abasso. The Abasso was torpedoed by a German submarine. All 362 passengers, including Ulrich Boschwitz and his manuscript of his third novel, went down under the sea and were never seen again. He was 27 years old. But here's the postscript. In the comment of Philip Boehm, who is his translator, at the end of the novel, he mentions almost in passing that Boschwitz had a sister. Her name was Clarissa. And in 1933, she decided to reclaim her Judaism and became a Zionist and moved to Israel and lived on a kibbutz for the rest of her life. And as I read this, I got chills. Because in reading this, I was trying to do something other than read the news. And here, almost like a voice from the past, was the justification in one extraordinary family story of why Israel was Israel. Because Clarissa lived and Ulrich died. And he died because of exactly what he describes in this novel that the world closed in on the Jews. Not for the first time and not for the last time. So that's why I say it's a reading a kind of Torah. Because Torah is, after all, more than anything else, our family story. And although Ulrich Alexander Boschwitz might not halachically have been a Jew, he's part of our family story and he has left us a family legacy. And I bring this up on Yisker because when Jews recite Yisker, they never recite it only for the people they have lost. We recite it for all the people we have lost. Those we know and those we never got to know. Those who we cared for and loved and lived with our parents, our siblings, our spouses, our children who were taken from us. And also for all those who saw their parents, their siblings, their spouses, their children taken from them. Jewish mourning is never only 
about the morning of the moment. It's always about the morning of history. When psychiatrists tell us that every trauma brings up every earlier trauma, we go back and go back and go back. Every time we mourn for somebody we have lost, even though we didn't know his name, we're mourning for Ulrich Boschwitz. We're mourning for everyone whose life was taken in the last two weeks, even if we don't know all of their names. When we light a Yurtzeit candle, we light it for the people that we know and love and remember, but that candle stands for much more than one person. We remember all the losses, generation to generation to generation. Not only the losses of life, the inevitable losses of age or disease or happenstance, but the losses to cruelty and persecution and war. All of Israel, say the sages, were gathered around Sinai. Amechad im levechad, one people with one heart. And therefore, everyone who's lost is a yisker. As I read this book and read his story, I thought how many Ulrich Boschwitzes were there whose names we will never know, whose words we will never read, whose thoughts we will never begin to understand. If you go online, you can see a picture of him and of his sister. At least we have something. In too many cases, we have nothing, not even a name. It is impossible in a time when Israel is in conflict to think only of our own losses, however grievous and great they may be. When we rise for Yisker, we rise for all the Jewish people, for all those we have lost, all those we are losing. Everyone who faces life the way Otto Silberman did in this book, with a mixture of pride and bewilderment at a world that singles you out, not for what you've done, but for who you are. He calls it the passenger because if you read this book, and I urge you to because it is magnificent and it's a short read. He calls it the passenger because Silverman goes from train to train in a futile attempt to find some place where he can rest and be safe. But it is also obviously a metaphor for the Jewish people. 
going from place to place to place. And remember, he died in 1942 before we had a place. Now we have a place. And it's not as though that place is not pockmarked with tragedy. It is. But it's our place. And we remember all those who died because we didn't have a home and who died because we had a home, because they made a home, because they sacrificed for a home. So as we rise for the Yisker prayer, I hope that you will remember and feel some measure of comfort each of us for our own individual and deep grief. But also, please, spare a thought for the passenger, for the one who was like us, but in different circumstances, for the one whose life was claimed by an unforgiving world. Let us say a private Yisker for them as well. Please rise as we turn to page 330. Page 330 for the Yisker prayer. Adonai, what are human beings that you take account of them, mortals that you care for them? Humans are as a breath, their days a shadow. In the morning they flourish and in the evening they shrivel and die. Teach us to count each day that we may acquire a heart of wisdom. Page 331, Shiviti. <laughs> 